Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hi, this is Bobby J, Program Director and Morning Personality for WDIA, hanging out with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, yo, Mike, check one, two, one, two. It's DJ D-Nice, and I'm rocking with double E, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. As the South continues to enjoy unparalleled success in hip-hop, it would be a major crime not to acknowledge and recognize the sheer genius of the Memphis, Tennessee legend, Playa Fly. He is the underground king personified and deserves his place on the Memphis Mount Rushmore of iconic MCs. Yet many fans of hip-hop have not had the privilege of knowing his name. Playa Fly has flown under the radar, so to speak, despite being one of the most well-known artists among industry insiders. His latest single, Don't Know Me, is about to change everything. Born and raised in Memphis, notorious South Parkway Street neighborhood, Playa Fly grew up in an environment where drug dealing, gang banging, prostitution, carjacking, and murder was a daily norm. This has had a lasting effect on young Playa Fly, who fell victim to the lure of fast money. But though his street savvy is what he became known for when he was young, it's his natural talent as a rapper and musician that has stayed with him throughout his entire life. He's inspired by legends like Tupac, Marvin Gaye, Rakim, and his father, the late great Bill Chill, who was featured on most popular songs such as Getting It On, Crowning Me, and nobody needs nobody. Playa Fly has taken those inspirations to create his own signature style that he hopes will connect with fans far and wide all around the world. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco, in the building. Thank you guys so much for joining me for yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. You guys know I am on episode like 169 at this point. I've talked to so many people from the M, from the Mid-South area. But today I am truly honored because my good friend is joining me today. I've been trying to get this man on the podcast for two years and he has finally graced me with his presence and I'm so excited for you all to hear about his journey today his new projects that he has going on he's doing media ladies and gentlemen can you believe it I'm so excited to welcome 
Memphis, Tennessee rap legend, CEO of Mini May Music. I'm talking about Ibn Young, aka Player Fly. What's up, Fly? Hey, watch that, watch that, watch that. <laughs> How you doing? Fly as hell if the fans watching Jack, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Look, I'm so happy. I'm so happy you joining me today. You so crunk. You stay crunk. I'm so happy you joining me today, Fly, because, you know, we met years ago at iHeart, and I have been wanting to sit down with you for the longest, and I know that, you know, you, you don't do a lot of media, so you out here doing interviews now. What has prompted this change? Let's just start from there. You, I know you got some new music out. What has prompted this change with these interviews? Well, you know, it's based mostly on the new music being released. Uh, Shouts out to you, Ina. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? The Minimate Mafia. And uh, it's just time to uh, just break the silence a little bit. Yes. So I got a story to tell. I have so many stories that, you know, uh, I just keep close to heart. You know, I don't always uh, feel like uh, expressing you know, the most intimate details, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people around with that talk too much at the time because I have such a lengthy expression, you know, of my thoughts sometimes. So, you know, sometimes uh, it's better left unseen. But right now we're going to open up a can of worms. And hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, I already know everybody knows that you are from South Memphis. And let me tell you about my introduction to Play a Fly, because I'm not originally from Memphis, right? So my introduction to Play a Fly was when I was at Lemoyne-On College. When I first got there, I was dating a guy that attended Lemoyne-On, and he was from South Memphis. And he, when I say he bumped Play a Fly religiously, that was my introduction to play or fly. We would get in his car, drive around South Memphis, smoking, bumping, play or fly, right? So I fell in love with play or fly. Finally, he got to me, play or fly. And you are a true Memphis treasure. You know, I don't know if you ever feel like you receive your flowers, but you are truly a Memphis legend and treasure fly. So I, what I want to start with is, I want you to tell me about growing up in South Memphis. How was that? Because I know South Memphis is filled with, you know, an array of, you know, challenges and triumphs in itself. Tell me about growing up in South Memphis for you. Well, as you can see, my backdrop uh, over my left shoulder here is my grandmother. Over my right shoulder, that's my father. And uh, between the both of them, I had the best upbringing. I had the best growing up experience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we had cable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we had it. Uh, we never missed a meal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, growing up on South Parkway, being on the front street, I just seen a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, stuff that helped mold me into having the ultimate understanding that I have, you know, in life today. So uh, it was a very peaceful, spiritual, religious upbringing. You know, my father being a Muslim, my grandmother uh, being Church of God in Christ, uh, living in a tight-knitted hood where everybody knew everybody. I knew the names of all the neighbors. So it was just a family-oriented environment. However, uh, it was 
saturated with uh, drug abuse, and saturated with uh, the distribution of narcotics, you know what I'm saying, through murders, you know what I'm saying, through drug laws, you know what I'm saying, running around the hood, you know what I'm saying, I'll never forget one time growing up, uh, MC, I just say MC for short, but yeah, <laughs> mind, they were shooting at the police, you know what I'm saying. Oh. Mind, I'll tell you, I'm talking about, I'm a kid, I couldn't be no more about seven years old, these folks Right, police on all the way up Flash Street and Parkway, all the way down to Essex. So this is like two blocks. Mm. Yeah. Three I'm talking about, right? So, you know, it was a peaceful environment. It was a place that I loved and enjoyed, but uh, there was a lot of roughness going on at the same time. It just helped prepare me for the world. Yeah. Roughness and you have to find peace within yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And you know what? I feel what you're saying about South Memphis, because um, when I was, you know, accepted into Lamorna College, moving to that area, you know, I had so many people saying so many different things about South Memphis. And I was like, where am I going to? Like, you know, it was just kind of intimidating. But South Memphis wrapped their arms around me. I, I can't say one bad thing about South Memphis. We probably saw a few you know, crazy things going on, but everybody was good. You know what I'm saying? We did not feel unsafe out there. You know, we felt loved. Um, you know, everyone, of course, supported Lamont on college. So my experience with South Memphis was great, but I heard what you said. You know, you grew up around quite a bit. And I know that your grandmother was very instrumental in your upbringing. Um, you're even, um, you know, has your have your company titled Mini May Music? Tell me about your relationship with your grandmother. How much does she, did she mean to you? Okay, well, can hold it off. Okay, mentioned the morning on college about three times, and I don't want to get beat up by my big sister. So shout out. Okay, because on IG she is the morning on that my sister. L O C. She'll she a second born daughter, so if she see this, she's gonna be like, you know, I don't want my ass booked. Know, <laughs> okay, you better shout out Big Sister now. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Now, uh, Minnie May, <clears throat> man, the greatest woman I ever met in my life. You know what I'm saying? The reason why, you know what I'm saying, I have respect for myself, for women, for Parenthood, uh, grandparenthood, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, the reason why I know how to be a, to be a source of energy for the particles and entities that revolve around me, you understand what I'm saying? She's the epitome of being a cornerstone. She is the epitome of being a safe haven. You know what I'm saying? She is the epitome of being a coaching person. You know, everybody came through many maids. You know what I'm saying? And she always showed love, always, you know, uh, I the other day at the interview, you know, my dad with me one time, but, you know, Big Mom will put me on the record. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But it was always terrible to be the best man in the half that I could be, you know what I'm saying, in the universe. That's why I'm the universe. Universe hard rock. Hard rock. <laughs> A hard throb. It's a nigga's retreat, you know what I'm saying? 
yes, yes. Hey. Okay, so Minnie Mae, she molded you and shaped you into the heartthrob that you are, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, it took some pressure. It took some pressure, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I ain't picking on put them hands on a few motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, but I say no punch on the money at one time. There's uh, my auntie Jackie, uh, you know what I'm saying? There's kind of them daddy, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? But you punched on the money at some of that. Pop, pop, pop. Wow. Okay. So Let's talk about how your whole music career began, Fly, because you started very young. Tell me how old you were and how did you start with music? I know your father was very influential, but tell me how it all began. Hey, being very influential is an understatement to uh, categorize or describe what my father was, you know what I'm saying, to me and um, what he was to my musical career. You have to remember that my father was a musician himself. I am a second generation musician. I fell in love with music and making music through the passions that my father uh, felt. You know, it was hereditary as well as taught to me and instilled in me, you know what I'm saying, how to use my stomach muscles and how to keep a rhythm and how to find the one and stay on the one and be on the beat. So, you know what I'm saying, he is the root of the existence of any kind of music uh, uh, existence that I have, you know what I'm saying? He is the beginning, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, to say he was an influence is an understatement, you know what I'm saying, because he was it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Regular, I wanted to be like him when I grew up. I was under the impression and had the knowledge that he was a singer. That's what he did for a living. That's what he did, so I wanted to do what my daddy did. I wanted to sing. I'm singing. I might not be singing. Woo, 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 woo. You know what I'm saying? But I'm singing, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you singing. I didn't see you sing on social media. You singing all right. <laughs> so you didn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. But wait a minute. So you didn't become a singer, though. You became a rapper. Tell me how that... You didn't become a singer or a rapper. I became what my father taught me that I was a musician. A musician and writer. Writer, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I compose my own compositions. I write my own works. I create my own works. You know, it's an intellectual property. It's a property that you claim ownership uh, through your intellect. You understand what I'm saying? It's a property that you create with your mind. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I develop intellectual properties and uh, with that being said, I, I convert, it could be an art, a portrait on the wall, you understand what I'm saying? But I make music, you know what I'm saying? It's categorized as hip-hop or as rap or whatever you like to call it. But at the end of the day, first and foremost, I'm a writer, I'm an artist, I'm a musician, I'm an entertainer. Yes. And so, um, so much more than a rapper. I agree. I, I agree because even when you listen Look, look, when I would when I was first introduced to your music, you know, the topics that you were talking about and the wordplay that you had was so unlike everything else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to describe, but it's easy to describe because you were not like everyone else. You've always stood out in my opinion. 
and I could definitely understand the story that you were telling me. You know what I'm saying? So I applaud you for your art, um, for your musicianship, your writing capabilities, because they are like on this level up here, up here, up here. Now, when you first started uh, your musicianship, you began as Lil Fly, right? Was, was that the first name you had? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so how did we be, go from Lil Fly to Player Fly? Tell me that. It was just a transition going on. One of the key components I remember is I ran across another artist by the name of Lil Fly. I was going to do a magazine. I was featured in Murder Dog magazine. I seen an artist on the West Coast. His name was Lil Fly. And um, just making that transition from working with other artists, uh, going into actually developing my own platform as a solo artist and, you know, just staking my claim and my individuality, just making my presence felt. Um, I assumed the title player, you know what I'm saying? I was running with uh, other artists from my neighborhood that assumed the title gangster, you know what I'm saying? And that wasn't is suitable for me as I felt player was. You know, we had artists like A Ball M J G that was, you know what I'm saying, talking a lot of player shit. You had Indo G and Lil Blunt, they were talking player shit and the shit that they were talking about lay back and act like a player, you know, we had sippy jack, smoking sack, kick back <laughs> like a fat Mac, shit like that. That was more to what I was doing. So, you know what I'm saying, uh, player it was, you know what I'm saying? Player flying is and to this day, hey, what would the world be without player fly? Yes, yes. Wow. Okay, player fly. Now, you know, you have some anthems out here and we can hear your dad singing on them. I've heard so many people try to emulate your father singing the hooks. They try hard, but but they can't get it just like daddy, right? <laughs> Sing to me for so long. He was singing to me since I was in the womb. You understand what I'm saying? So I am so in tune with his voice, you know what I'm saying? I can recall the times where his singing was overwhelming even before I began to make music, you know what I'm saying? You know, at least to some of my relatives and some of my kid folks, but I never, uh, never strayed away from my father singing. I always embraced it, you know what I'm saying? He sang in the shower, he sang while he was riding. You know, as I was growing up, he wasn't active in the music in the music industry as he had been when I was younger. You understand what I'm saying? But he was still uh, doing little gigs and still trying to write records. I remember him doing a tour in Japan back in the 80s where they, you know, put the band back together and they went to Japan, you know what I'm saying, to do the tour, you know what I'm saying? But his vocals were just like no other, and I just loved yeah. to hear him sing. And just like I said, what was the world? Be without player fly. What would nobody need? Nobody be without be a cheat. For real, for real. I know you miss him so much. He right there. He right there. Every day. There you go. Look at him. He's looking at you. Yes. Hey, Daddy. Yes. I'm going to take it slow, Daddy. I'm going to take it slow. He in good hands with me, Daddy. He in good hands with me. Now, this is what I want to know, Fly. Why has it been so important for you to remain independent? Because, you know, we, we hear of so many artists getting these deals with these major labels, things going awry. You know, you hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. But you 
being independent has been very important to your career. Why is that? It's very simple. That's what my dad taught me. Okay. My dad taught me how to own my own Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Mm-mm. He's called the mouth of the South. He was on the uh, rap. Okay, okay, yes, yes, I know now. You remember him now? Yes. Thing with a group called the Gentries. <clears throat> now I know you don't remember them, but I do. No. Because my father wrote the record "Keep On Dancing" that uh, ended up being the record for the group the Gentries, and Jimmy Hart was a member of it. And anyway, they tried to uh, steal my daddy's uh, rights to the record. I'm like uh, Black Mellow Jello on uh, Red South. I want my daddy's record. You know what I'm saying? No, they didn't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They tried to change one letter. He didn't say my dad's name Willie Young. They tried to send somebody name Wilkie. W I L K I E. That ain't even a fucking name. No. Wilkie Young. What? They could have went down the alphabet some more, but they trying to make it look like a typo. You know what I'm saying? Because you think about the keyboard, ASD, FJKL, You know what I'm saying? Right. They could have acted like they hit the K instead of the L, but they went all the way to the playoffs with it, but he ended up regaining his rights in the Super Bowl. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. With that experience, <clears throat> with him going through that, I know that sent him into a frenzy, and he learned how to do whatever he needs to do to protect himself from that happening again, even though you know, the songs he wrote after that never achieved as much height of stardom as that one record did. He made sure it would never happen again. So when his boy brought home the family business, the only begotten son, the youngest child of three, he had two girls and one boy. You know what I'm saying? When I come home with the family business, you know what I'm saying? He immediately showed me how to not get fucked like he did. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So with that being said, I immediately learned about the library conference and copyright office, you know what I'm saying? I immediately learned about publishing and taught me how to uh, own and set up my own publishing company and how to register all my work, work to claim proper ownership uh, of my works as a publisher and as a writer. And so with that being said, just like you asked me, why is it so important? That's what you taught me. And that's what I've done and I've gained whatever success I have, you know, whatever notoriety I have achieved without relinquishing those rights, even if they were misinterpreted by others at certain times, it still remained me 100% in control of my music at all times. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of people told me, a lot of people not second generation musicians, a lot of people didn't have to be a chillman. If they had to be a chill, they could listen, you know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, that's why we were always playing. Anime Music, Anime Mafia, SPD, SPL Music Publishing, affiliated with BMI. And if you want to uh, use my song like they did in B-Battle, you're have to get over who built it. What's my name? Ah! Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Email me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Wow. Now, have you, over the years, have you been approached by 
maybe these bigger labels wanting to, you know, pursue you as a talent under their umbrella? You know, it's been hit or miss, you know, from the beginning of my career, you know, before I had to leave the trouble, when I had to go away for those years, you know what I'm saying? And by the time, you know, I got out here, they had made the transition from the future to the CD to shit. So uh, while I was gone, they were giving out these slash videos for, you know, the major the label, where they have a slash asylum, slash D money, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So uh, they was making the transition to put artists in a position be, you know, the CEO of their own label. Like you see so many people, like you got a Rick Ross in the Maybach music. Or, right. So, you know, they still affiliated with majors like, you know, Universal uh, had cash money back then. You know, today, Birdman still got to deal with the public records, but it's just another condition of Universal. But at the end of the day, it's still set up and designed for you to be in control of your own works and control your own company. You must, uh, with the apps they have, for you to get access to the digital streaming platforms, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So it's, it's really designed to be uh, a one-person, one-man gang, one-man uh, one band, you know what I'm saying, one-man show, you know what I'm saying. But uh, I've you know, had some contact. I know some people in some of these certain instances, but at the end of the day, you know, my philosophy is why I slice my pie. You know what I'm saying? This flat pie. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Wow. Now, let's talk about Memphis as a whole. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as a whole. As a whole. As a whole. <laughs> Now you, now you still reside in Memphis. I know you travel a lot. Um, Man, I live anywhere the money. Oh, you live anywhere the money. I got you. I got you. But you know something that artists from Memphis have shared with me over the years in radio. You know, a lot of them felt like they had to leave Memphis to to go further. They didn't feel like they got the love that they deserved here. You know, they go away, maybe get a little bigger, come back, and then everybody open arms, you know. Um, what is your relationship with Memphis and your career? Do you feel that you've received the love over the years, or is that kind of like a, a love-hate relationship? Oh, Memphis don't hate me, and I don't hate Memphis. I repeat, Memphis don't hate me, and I don't hate Memphis. I am Memphis. I am just M-E-M-P-H-I-S. I love my city. My city loves me. You know what I'm saying? They've supported me throughout the years. I'm so thankful. You know what I'm saying? I know how my city is. They do different shit different ways. They be critics. They ride waves. You know what I'm saying? It's okay with me. At the end of the day, I get the warmest embrace whenever they see my face. You know what I'm saying? People just, you know, you know what I'm saying? They light up when they see me. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to clean my windshield yesterday. One of those, man, I want to clean the windshield for you. seeing how he was lit up, you know what I'm saying? I think I can take that picture. She's like, I want a picture too, you know what I'm saying? Right. She can take a picture like she's fly. I looked up and he's like, no, nigga, she want a picture too. 
Let her take a picture too, you know what I'm saying? Right. I get a warm embrace from my city. And you know what I'm saying? It's important to travel into other places. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you an example. Um, if I wanted to make a song with, let's just say, we ain't got to say the most renowned rapper out of uh, Atlanta right now. We'll just say uh, Favor of D4L, which I know Favor is my brother, love him, shout out to dog, but I'm just saying. Do you think it's more likely that I run into him in Memphis or I would run into him in Atlanta? Atlanta. If I wanted to do a song with Fiend or Turk, you know what I'm saying? You think it's more likely that I run into them in New Orleans or you think it's more likely I run into them in, into, run into them in Memphis? Right. You got to go where they at. I feel you. So you have to migrate and not only just to go and work in politics with other markets and other artists, but you have to expand your horizon. This is the for the world. You know, this is the place of its origin. This is where it comes from. This is where it's made. It because I was made here. If I go to California and record a record, it's still me, the Memphian, recording the record. You understand what I'm saying? But it's important that you go other places, and it's not because they hate you here. You know what I'm saying? Certain opportunities just don't matter. Yeah. It's like the training camp. This is where you come from. You know what I'm saying? It prepares you to go abroad and to take over and conquer anything if you can survive here you know what I'm saying you can survive anywhere that's true trying to figure out or understand that you don't just have to do it from here because a lot of people feel like uh feel contrary to where your your question begins and they feel like you know they got to do it from here to make it to represent Memphis now you got to you are Memphis when you can go anywhere to do it you are Memphis Okay. Understand what I'm saying? When the Grizzlies go play ball, they go and play in Utah. Uh, they still Memphis playing the ball out there. True. Understand what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I, I've just had, you know, several stories from various artists feeling some kind of way. That's their problem. Yeah. That's problem. That's not my problem. No, that ain't your problem. <laughs> I Trump. You know what I'm I see. <laughs> I'm showing love with love and sex. I right. The real. I get this game all I can give. You know what I'm saying? I'm all right. as far as black and see and this for L I F and D. Those who want some, they can feel I am the one to come and see. I be hey. shoulder for the B of me. Get this game. Yeah, that's why. Ah, okay, I got a little performance too today. That's what I'm talking about. Fly by night. You know what I'm saying? This shit fly for life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know what? I know a lot of these uh, artists out here look up to you. Do they hit you up all the time asking for advice and things of that nature? Yeah. And how do you respond? I don't. You don't? I reserve the right to keep my opinion to myself. Okay. Okay. Only because it may be misinterpreted, like you might send me your song and say, you know, what I think about it. If I actually don't like it, I don't think that's the best thing for me to tell you. Because if I tell you that, you know what I'm saying, man, your power's not ass, what the fuck you know, you don't know shit. You know what I'm saying, junk ass nigga, that's why you never made it. That's why so and so got this money on So, before I let you do all that, I just said, you know, I keep my advice to myself. But remember, you asked me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I feel you. I feel you. Wow. Okay. So let's fast forward a bit to today. You got this new single 
Don't Know Me, produced by Zaytoven. Tell me about this project. And, you know, this feels like this is kind of like uh, the beginning of something fresh, something new for you. Tell me about this new project, Fly, and what can we expect from it? Well, just like I just said, you know what I'm saying, certain opportunities lie abroad. You know what I'm saying? You know, me and Zay did work, you know, just like this record. He sent me the music. I was there in Memphis. I was in the same location I am now when he actually sent me the music. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know what I'm saying, just meeting him, that took place in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? It was only after I wrapped on one of the beats that he made. Big record, shouts out to Coach Brian, shouts out to Faith too, man. I love you so much, bro. Uh, and so, man, uh, working with him and this record and this opportunity to uh, compose an entire project with him uh, was just, you know, another day at the office, but it was a great day at the office. You know, it's an honor to work with him. Uh, his whole beat making style was developed around me and my artistry. You know, when he migrated here from San Francisco or migrated to Atlanta, rather, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just, it's always great chemistry. He's young, he's humble, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of like myself. So, you know what I'm saying? We always have a, a great vibration, you know what I'm saying? And it's always a beautiful thing in the time together. And so just, you know, hearing the tracks, uh, this one stuck out, you know what I'm saying, like a soap dog, you know what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of people uh, still act like they don't remember the, or they don't have knowledge of the fact that I'm the reason why uh, a lot of this stuff exists, you know what I'm saying, being guys like Project Pat, so I just want to reiterate the fact, you know what I'm saying, that I'm here, I'm present, you know what I'm saying, I'm accounted for, and uh, y'all don't know me, can't act like you know what I'm saying? I know. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You don't know me. You don't know me. You know what? You always giving us some some uh, performance. Uh, let's talk about social media real quick. Now, you you go in on social media now. We, we, we don't know what we're going to expect from day to day from you on social media. I want to know how has social media impacted your world because we haven't always had it you come from a time like me where you know we ain't had these cell phones we have these computers these devices everywhere how has this particular technology of social media impacted your life and your career it's been a gift and a curse <clears throat> um i've always had reservations you know artists have always had reservations elite standard to be, you know, a, a, a renowned musician, to be a successful musician. And the access was limited. <clears throat> Very limited. Rarely ever got a chance to exchange any uh, pleasantries, any uh, unpleasantries, you know what I'm saying? True. It's much access, you know what I'm saying? So with access granted, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like playing with fire, you know what I'm saying? If you see somebody twirling the baton with the foul in it, doing all the, it's, it's beautiful if they know what they're doing, but if you see a child playing with fire, it's dangerous. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
me being a reserve guy and coming from an era where we come from where you didn't exploit how much money you had and the businesses that you conducted, whether they were legal or illegal. You know what I'm saying? It's just too much transparency. It's too much access, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if you know how to twirl that fire, you know what I'm saying, you can utilize it and it can give you the exposure that you once didn't have when BET or MTV was the only visual platform available for yeah. to see certain musicians or hip-hop or rap artists. You understand what I'm saying? So, again, that's a gift and a curse. And <clears throat> especially today with them monetizing certain platforms because content is the fuel for social media, is the fuel for all of these apps and digital platforms, you know what I'm saying, whether it's a streaming platform for music or it's a YouTube for visuals or it's an Instagram for just, you know, uh, social interaction and networking and just posting pictures and short videos, you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, content is the fuel to that monster. You're right. And, and, it's, and when you feed that monster, the monster is accumulating revenue. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Got to a point where they'll have to share the wealth and redistribute this revenue to the content creators and platforms that social media offer uh, gives content creators opportunities and avenues to create revenue. Right. So it's been a gift and a curse. Yeah, content is king, but you're right about that. Access granted. People think they can just hit you up, go in them DMs, and you're going to respond. <laughs> I don't understand why DMs is so sacred. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, you know, they, you know it, it shouldn't be so sacred because at the same time, you just don't have to get entertained. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that gives these people some type of empowerment especially if they're promoting or pushing negativity, then they seem to think they're equivalent with all men are created equal, but we all are special in different ways. And it's the reason why you on my page talking crazy to me and I'm not on your page. You know who I am, but I have no idea who so I thought about you. And my no idea. About you ever again. They <laughs> know that you exist. But you know, it's because I responded to your comment now, the millions and millions of uh, 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 fans and all the people on social media see it more than over. Who is this nobody that has become somebody overnight and then tomorrow he'll be back for nobody. Ain't that something? That is just crazy. Ain't I'm special. <laughs> yes, you are special, Fly. You are special. Um, let's talk about... Uh, how has this pandemic, you know, I, well, we're kind of like on a, we're still in a pandemic, but the world is opening up now, right? We can travel now. We can get out. Are you doing any upcoming shows? Have you been performing in, in front of people? Yes. Uh, more recently than, you know, over the past two years lately, we've been had uh, more kids. They've been resurfacing. Um, man, it's just, it's an iffy situation, you know what I'm saying? And because you still don't know, they still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Saying that at the end of the day, the ultimate goal in my industry is to create revenue when it comes to uh, public performances, you know, public live performances. 
So, you know, it's a juggle. You just have to pick and choose your battles carefully, but the calls been coming in, the calls been coming in more. Um, you know, we put together a small tour for the release of the single, Don't Know Me, so around the region that's testing out the market. We had a great turnout. We had this one, uh, this stunt bed down in uh, Reynolds, Georgia, at uh, this Silver Dollar Motorsports Park. I believe like 70,000 people out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling this thing was off. It was off the chain. Look, these people ready to get outside, fly. Yeah, I was the headline of the show, and uh, Rich Boy was down there. Uh, okay. From, you know, our Okay. My page, you can go to my IG account and check it out. B-L-A-Y-A-L-L-Y-M-3. You know what I'm saying? On ID. You know what I'm saying? Are y'all bringing this tour to Memphis? Follow me. My Memphis is such an empty city, but you know I got to come through here. I'm just going to figure out how I'm going to do it. I want to the street, I want to get in and out. You know, far as the gig go, you know what I'm saying? And it just be a uh, real headache dealing with family and friends and fans. I'm trying to put something together in the city. You know, me personally, myself. So if Please do. They, then I'll take the date and we can do it. But, you know what I'm saying? but if I put something together, then it's probably going to be something real small and intimate. going to be in and out. <laughs> well, you need to let me know if you do this small, intimate situation. Yes, let me know. Let me know because I want to be there. Now, what I do want to ask you while, you know, we've been down with the pandemic because a lot of people's lives have changed overall. Like, for example, myself, I've been working from home for the last two years uh, with my corporate job. Uh, and that has been a big transition in itself. What did you do mainly while you was, you know, in the house? I know we opening up back now, that phone ringing right now. What were you focused on when we were really kind of in the house? Shotwithfly.com. S-H-O-P-W-I-T-F-L-Y. Do it right now. Shotwithfly.com. Uh, it's always been a demand for Player Fly merchandise. Uh, I dabbled in it in the past here and there. I always kept some t-shirts or something going around. But uh, it was too much of a headache for me to actually just full fledged try to or uh, want to, you know, go ahead and just engulf myself in merchandising. But the pandemic uh, and research gave me the knowledge and opportunity to put together uh, my online store, uh, Shop with Fly again, S H O P W I T F L Y dot com. Uh, uh, that's my online store. But it got, you know, it gave me the opportunity, the time. Yeah. I did the same thing, Fly. <laughs> that was a good time to do it, though. That was like the perfect time because I know folks was eating that merch up, right? Oh, they're doing great. But I just, my best two months I've had since inception were uh, May, I mean, March and April. Yeah. March and April of uh, this year, 2021. Give me a big thing still test. I'm in the top 
your merch get your play a fly merch and represent i, I know that that oh that merch game that's a whole nother stream of revenue right them dollars add up all dollars add up yes <laughs> they really do they really do yeah. you know what i'm saying you can't get nowhere but take one step at a time yes yes wow okay fly well this is what i want to know fly um now you know you're back out here in the public you're doing more interviews i would love to see this intimate uh tour hit memphis you're gonna have to let me know when it is but what i want you to tell the verbally effective audience i want you to let us know like when you're no longer here fly what do you want people to know about player fly what do you want people to remember about you as an individual, as a musician, what what? Are, how are you leaving your mark, Fly? Um, just know that um, I will, I'm sincere about my passion. I'm a true musician. Um, I always speak my mind. I stay firm in what I believe. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, you know what? I just want to thank you for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. You have shared quite a bit with the audience, and I know verbally effective. You are verbally effective. We already knew that, but you know, you had to come on the show and be verbally effective with me and i appreciate you so much and you know i just pray that your journey is still filled with much success and i hope you get everything you want fly um you have been in this game a very long time and it's so much more to be had so you know i want you to get what you want i want to see you perform out here I want you to get your flowers that you deserve. And, you know, I just wish you the best, Fly. And thank you so much. Let everybody know how they can get that merch, how they can follow you on social media, and keep up with everything that you're doing. Well, there's three ways you can contact me, you know what I'm saying, for three different things. If you want to follow me on social media and just keep up with me, see what I'm doing on day-to-day operations and catch some of these shenanigans that uh, Ava spoke of earlier. <laughs> me on IG. Again, that's at P-L-A-Y-A-F-E-O-Y-M-3. That's on IG. Uh, if you want to book a show, you know what I'm saying, just let me know. That's 678-824-4359. Again, that's 678-824-4FLAT. You can call right now. For the last line over for the price of my time <laughs> That price high. That price high. You better, you better give your price now. I know you're going to give them the price now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Eben. I appreciate you. Are you ain't through? Come on, King. Come on. Come on. You ain't through. <laughs> one more time. Shout with Fly one more time. Shout with Fly. S-H-O-P-W-I-T-F-L-Y. Do that shit right now. Shout with Fly.com. 
Yes, I'm gonna go on there when we get off of this podcast and order me something and uh show up to the uh intimate occasion with it all and you know I will be represent. I will be representing South Memphis, play a fly all day. <laughs> Thank you, Fly. I appreciate you. You are indeed verbally effective. And like I said, good luck with everything you got going. I appreciate you. Let me hear believe in love, man. I'm gonna pray to God for my family. I appreciate you. Thank you, Fly.